I'm R.J. Bell with the sports betting headlines for Thursday. Lamar Jackson did not practice. He admitted he was hip. His hip was sore from the celebratory TD flip. Odds, though, don't change. Ravens still favored by eight at Detroit. Another big game, Rams-Tampa Bay. This started out with the Rams favored early in the week. Then a ton of Tampa money. They became favored. Now Antonio Brown tests positive for COVID. It could be a false positive. We don't know. But there's been no adjustment in Vegas. No adjustment. Tonight, we got the undefeated Carolina Panthers traveling to Houston. Carolina, imagine this, on the road, favored by eight. Here comes a four-hour of the Vegas truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. This is Straight Out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it, I'm R.J. live in Las Vegas, live on a Thursday, live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation. You know, this is a, the Carolina Panthers, Sam Darnold, undefeated. Something just seems wrong about that. Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their bodies. Now, in studio, AJ. Step into the spotlight. Hoffman. <laughs> All right, AJ, let's do it, baby. All right, week three of the NFL kicks off tonight. Carolina at the Houston Texans. Uh, There's some injuries in the NFL, maybe big time, maybe not, but certainly to some big time players, Lamar Jackson and Antonio Brown with question marks next to them. RJ, what's the Vegas lead today? Let's start with the fact that Carolina is undefeated and they're playing one of the worst teams in the NFL the question becomes, how good are the Panthers? So we'll talk about the Panthers, big picture now. And then, as usual, this is the pregame show America always wanted before the end of the hour. So around 645 Eastern, we'll look at the handicap and any picks or bets on the game. But first, though, Carolina themselves. Yeah, the Panthers at the Texans, 820 Eastern time, 520 out here in Vegas. The Panthers are an eight point favorite on the road total in this game 43 is eight too much for a Sam Darnold led team to be laying RJ well we'll get to the picks but to me how good are the Panthers now Fezzik who seems to be a Panthers fan he was on the show yesterday he has the Panthers right smack in the middle of the league an average team now what would make this team average meaning they started the season with Less expectation than that. Uh, Mackenzie, what was the win total on Carolina? Seven and a half entering the season. Okay, so where did that rank 1 to 32? Take a second and look at that. My guess is it's more towards 23 or 24. And now what's changed? Well, they beat the Jets team that had some injuries during that game. And I think it's very possible the Jets are the worst team in football. 
Now, the Saints, who they played, Carolina did in week two, had maybe the most surprising, impressive win in week one. And then Carolina beats them easily. The question becomes, though, how much of that was Carolina beating the Saints and how much of it was the circumstances beating the Saints? Saints, because of the hurricane, displaced, having to practice in different locations, having to play their quote-unquote home game in Florida the week before, now back on the road uh, against Carolina. You can't say it's nothing, but man, that feels like if it was any win this year, feels like it's like it was circumstances more than anything else. It was Carolina over New Orleans. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe it's a Sam Darnold buys. By the way, the Panthers entering the season had the 23rd highest win total. So Vegas said 23rd best team, effectively. Now Vegas, through Fezzik, is saying 16th best team. Is that warranted? AJ, let me just ask you, are the Panthers closer to 23 or 16? I think they are closer to 16, but not much closer. I think it, you, you probably split the difference. I, I'm with you. The Sam Darnold bias is real for me, too. I, I went into this season. Well, it's not bias if it's true, first of all. <laughs> okay, fair. But I just look at them and say, oh, well, Sam Darnold's a quarterback. They've got to be terrible. But so far, their defense has been really kind of a, a driving force. They've been very good on that side against, of the ball. Against the, against Jets, the Jets, it might be the worst offense in football. And against the Saints, and now, now here's the thing: when Winston goes Winston, when his LASIK stops working, yeah, whatever it was, <laughs> is was that Carolina, or you know, listen, I'm probably a little too skeptical, but we've seen it. And listen, they're going to be three and zero most likely. I mean, they're favored by over a touchdown. This is going to be a very interesting question because there's teams that start off three and zero, four and zero all the time that don't do much, but if they even finish the year. With nine wins, that would be a huge uh, exceeding of expectation. So Carolina's doing well. It's just how much is schedule-based? Well, I think you can ask the same question about the Denver Broncos, who are also likely to be 3-0 and at the yeah, end of this I, week. I don't think Denver and Carolina's in the same universe. I think Denver has one of the best. If you take away the quarterback, Denver has one of the five best rosters in football. Do you agree or disagree with I that? I disagree with that. All right, so... Uh, you're in the minority now, so make the case why. And, and again, we won't get off track on Denver too much, but one one shot at it. Why, other than quarterback, don't you? I mean, playmakers, obviously great. Defense, obviously really good players. Probably the best defensive backfield in football. Agree with that. All right, so where where do you see weakness that other people don't? I, I'm not as in love with the playmakers in Denver as it seems like. I guess the Everyone national else. media seems well, to or be the professional betters, such as myself. Okay, I mean, I, pro, listen, right now, well, listen. When I the say Vegas market speaks is is emblematic of what professionals think. The public gets involved on Sunday and they can have their say. But throughout the week, the pros are dictating these lines. And Denver is being shown a ton of respect right now. But if I said at the beginning of the season, the, the wide receivers running backs are going to be Cortland Sutton, K.J. Hamler, and Melvin Gordon, would anyone say, oh, those are elite playmakers? So we're talking about injury here? No, I'm talking about the, the guys that they have on the field. Well, yeah, I mean, that's – I mean, you just – but I guess what I'm saying is – 
is what is it? Judy is not on your list because of what injury? Well, he's out. High, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, but is Jerry Judy like a, a big time playmaker? Well, or is, I, these, yeah. That that. I mean, I guess what I'm confused by is you naming the people that the pros think are playmakers and saying, are these playmakers? Well, that's what they think. Now, I'm not a guy to look at every individual player and say, well, I think he's a little overrated. If you, if you got that insight, I, I, you know, I'm anxious to hear it back to Carolina though. And we'll have a chance to talk Denver a good bit. I'm sure as they keep winning, (laughs) (laughs) we are straight out of Vegas, AJ Huffman in studio, the Panthers defensive rank by DVOA. They were the number one team in football in week one against the Jets and the number three team in football week two against New Orleans. So, (laughs) got to give them a lot of credit. Again, I'm going to say maybe I'm being – I'm going to say I'm not sure about how good Carolina is because I'm skeptical still. By the way, back to Denver. Throw up Denver's offense, too. Denver's defense against the Giants, it was 20th. And against the Jags, it was sixth, six. So that's a pretty darn good deal. But again, against the Jags, but remember DVOA, which comes from Football Outsiders, they account for strength of opposition. So the theory is, if you're six against Jacksonville, it's it's accounting for the fact it's against easy opposition, which means that sixth stands. Yeah, and that's why I think all four of those you're talking about going against Zach Wilson, Jameis Winston, Daniel Jones, and and Trevor but, Lawrence, all of them are going to make your defense look good. But I but you understand what it means when they say that it's weighted towards straight, that. exactly. So in theory, if Football Outsiders has the ability to assess how good these teams are, offense and defense, then they're going to weight it based upon how good the teams are. Yep. So it doesn't matter who they play. Now, where I think you could be right is if there's a certain kind of quarterback that can do things. Like, there's six or eight quarterbacks in the league that can do things that no one else can do. And that, you don't, though they have better stats, what happens is it exploits a certain type of team. Sure. So a team like the Dolphins, uh, I think, is a good example. And maybe Carolina's now. They have good players, not great players, but they got good coaching and solid schemes. And against a normal team, they're fine. Against a really good quarterback, they get to pants sometimes. And you see that. It's not always a linear scale when teams jump up in competition. By the way, Denver's offense... Number six against the Giants, number two against the Jags. So this is a team that's had four position or side of the ball rankings, Denver, by DVOA, 6-2 on offense, 20-6 and on defense. It's mighty good. Not bad. All right. Any close or not closing thought, but any big picture thoughts uh, to end the conversation with Carolina. Remember, by 6.45 or so, we'll be doing our handicap on the game. Yeah, and we'll get into the Texan side of this thing. But, again, everything falls back to Sam Darnold. And even in that first week against the Jets, they put up 19 points. And it felt like Sam Darnold, everybody was like, oh, Sam Darnold, that's such a great game. You played the Jets and you put up 19 points. I think Sam Darnold were grading on a, a sort of a, a curve. Like, oh, that's a great game for Sam Darnold, sure. But is Sam Darnold really something more than he was a year ago? I'm not sure yet. His stats say he is, but many people said what they expect is Sam Darnold's stats look better by a full increment, but him be the same quote-unquote talent. Uh, the real question that Carolina has to answer it's not, is Sam Darnold the worst quarterback ever, 
Or is Sam Darnold the 24th best starter in football? Because if he is the 24th best starter in football, does Carolina keep him? I mean, they're going to keep him next year because they've already signed his fifth-year option. But does Carolina keep him if he's 24th best? No. Teams that have the 24th best quarterback are looking for another quarterback. So the real question is, can Sam Darnold get to be the 14th best, the 12th best quarterback? If you're not that... You know, people question, you got to be top eight, let's say, to win a Super Bowl, people say. I think top 12 could win the Super Bowl. It would be harder, but I, I don't think number 24 can win the Super Bowl. So, really, the only question Sam Darnold needs to answer for Carolina is, can Sam Darnold win a Super Bowl? I've seen nothing to say yes to that yet. Is Sam Darnold looking better than he did last year? I think I begrudgingly have to say yes. <laughs> All right, begrudgingly. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, we're going to look at some big names, Lamar Jackson, Antonio Brown, etc., that are either hurt or COVID, and really say Vegas is saying these don't matter. Is it because these players don't matter? We know Lamar does, or is it because they're likely to play? We're going to break it all down. Thursday is a good day to do that. All that and more coming up on the pregame show that you always wanted, straight out of Vegas. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I disagree with intervention. I disagree with protocol. If you speak out against the words and the heavens gone far. I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And we're joined with AJ Hoffman in studio. How are you doing, AJ? A little nervous. A little nervous? Yeah, a little different role. I'm no Jonas Knox, but, uh, it's, you know. Well, listen, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I feel like I'm Davis Mills taking over for Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> All right. Well, it's a good day to join us. We can see AJ fighting his way to the national prime time, but we're also talking about how Vegas is reacting to some pretty big news out there. And to me, that's always one of the best things this show can do. It's from a Vegas perspective, but you know what? About half of our audience doesn't even bet. That's what the studies show. And I really am proud of that. You know why? Because like we say usually at the beginning of the show, it's even sports fans, they're going to know more than their buddies if they know what Vegas thinks. And... Antonio Brown, Lamar Jackson, Vegas has a verdict so far on those potential absences, especially specifically with Antonio Brown, who seems less likely to play for sure. This is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audiences doubled in the last year plus. That's because of you and your support. And we appreciate it so much. And we're going to deliver for you winners and laughter. That's the goal. That's the goal every day. You can listen on the iHeartRadio app. Just search straight out of Vegas here in Vegas on the Strip. 96 degrees, and the neon is flowing. Yeah, you mentioned Antonio Brown, Lamar Jackson, both with question marks now. What kind of impact do you think that could have on their games? Okay, well, let's let Vegas tell us. Now, right now, what you're hearing right now is... A full sugar Coca-Cola. Uh-oh. Now, to me, if I have a soda, it's a pick-me-up. But when it's full sugar, look out. <laughs> get, the dump, get the dump button ready. Now, the Ravens, specifically favored by eight at Detroit. 
Detroit is a – in this game, I feel pulled two different directions. One is that I think Detroit's fighting harder than any team I've seen in memory when they're down big. They had a miracle comeback to get a cover in some spots based on the number against the 49ers. And they fought hard against Green Bay, though they obviously didn't do as well in the second half. But the Ravens, what we know for sure is the Harbaugh's, I don't care which Harbaugh it is, they are bullies. He smells. And if it's, now listen, it could be a coincidence that I'm an Ohio State grad and Harbaugh's at Michigan or that I'm a Steeler fan and the other Harbaugh's at Baltimore. But I personally, and I didn't say they smell, that's other people's opinions. They look like they smell. I'll say that for sure. They look like they smell. And can you really deny it? Here is, though, Lamar Jackson, his quote, he goes, I'm kind of sore. Coach would have probably said something to me about flipping next time. I'd probably do it again, though. It was pretty cool. So the old timers can say, well, if he knew how to score a touchdown like Jerry Rice and just hand the ball or Lou Holtz would have liked, he wouldn't be hurt. Yeah, okay. I don't know if that feels a little old school even for me, but he is seemingly hurt. And they're playing a game in which they're favored by over a touchdown. And even if it doesn't affect him on the field, does it affect how long they keep him in? If they're up 14 at the end of the third, does Lamar sit? AJ. Which means if you are on the favorite, this is a situation where the favorite doesn't have the same motivation that you have, which is always a scary proposition. Well, when does the favorite ever have the same motivation? If they're minus one. (laughs) Yeah. So, in general, as a favorite gets bigger, it increases the chance that at the end of the game specifically, they're going to want one thing and you're going to want the other. If you play an underdog, you always have the same interest as an underdog. If the underdog wants to win the game, well, if they win the game, you win your bet by definition. And you know what? If the underdog is losing, they want to make it closer. And you know what? As an underdog batter, that's what you want, too. But imagine you're laying six, you're up by four, and you got the ball with, mm, I don't know, 40 seconds left. The other team doesn't have any timeouts. What are you hoping for? Kick the field goal. What are the other team going to do? The, the favorite? They're going to kneel it out. Those times happen enough that underdog batters are usually the, win more. I will say this. Now, McKenzie asked the question. McKenzie from um, Chicago on the text line. Oh, wait, that's you, right? Okay. Mackenzie Rivers from the control room says, is Jackson trolling the old timers? You mean with the flip or with the fact he's saying he's hurt? With the whole comment saying it was pretty cool, I'd probably do it again. Seems like exactly what you don't want to hear if you're the traditionalist of traditionalists in the NFL. What's surprising that he did that, because not only could it have cost him an injury, which maybe it has, the way they've been throwing taunting flags in the first two Mm. weeks, is, is doing a front flip into the end zone is that taunting? But somehow, somehow spinning a football is taunting. We've got to figure this out. But that's a good question. And that could have, at the time of the game, that could have been a costly 15-yard penalty after that that uh, touchdown. That's a good question. I mean, let's admit that's a good question. <laughs> I don't understand the rules with that, but I do know the refs tend to get tight when it's the biggest games and the games on the line. But when they don't. 
We complain. You can't make that call now. I've always been the type to say a rule is a rule, because otherwise you're leaving the subjectivity to the officials. But this rule is all about the subjectivity of the officials. That's what makes people crazy about it. And I'm for... I don't want any of these. I don't want taunting to be called. I'm for taunting. I think if you do something good. You're for taunting. I am. I want you to put put your finger in their face and let them know you did something good. But uh, but if they're going to so start. Did you, in, in pro wrestling, did you root for the, uh, did you ever like a face or did you only like the heel? <sighs> I mean, what, take, a, take a minute to think about it. We've had some discussion. Speaking, you are like a grain of sand in the Sahara Desert. Yeah. And I am the entire desert. So Macho Man, for instance, he went back and forth. I liked him much more as the heel than the face. I know that. I mean, just I'm a Rick Rude guy. I just, I just <laughs> knowing you, I know that. But my question is, have you ever liked a face? Or for those that are not wrestling fans, it's parlance. Babyface is the good for guy. the fan favor. Yeah, the Andre the Giant, the only one. Okay, but you liked. It, but then when he turned heel, I liked, you liked it more. even better. Oh yeah. So you just you like people who cheat and steal. Yes, I liked Hulk Hogan when he started spray painting people. That's when I I didn't like Hulk Hogan when he wore yellow trunks. Yo, homeboy, welcome to the hood, brother. Like that Hulk. I didn't like that Hulkster. Whoa, he seemed kind of hardcore right there. <laughs> I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. The market right now, Vegas is saying no effect with Lamar. Baltimore Ravens favored by eight at Detroit. I do think if he is hurt, if he is hurt, you got to question how much he plays at the end of the game. you got to question, do they maybe? Think about this. Last thing on this game. In the playoffs, running quarterbacks are more valuable. That's because running quarterbacks are more inclined to run when the stakes are higher. Because every time a quarterback runs, there's a risk of getting hurt, and you've got to decide, is this game situation worth it? In the playoffs, it's much more worth it. Against the Ravens, or Ravens against the Lions, Lamar Jackson, if they're up 14, it's not very likely that he's going to think it's worth it if he's thinking about such things. And thus, if they run the ball less or he does specifically, it leaves the back door open for Detroit. And we know Detroit fights. I would make an argument that had the Ravens won that first game against the Raiders, they'd be in a position where they might be willing to sit Lamar if there's any kind of real injury here because they probably think they can beat the Lions without so you're saying because they're one and one. See, that's the thing. I never see NFL teams make assessments like that. Like, this is an easy game. I think as fans, we do that. And, and, and you're not alone with that. I mean, think of a situation where, if anything, even if they would want to do that, the coaches, they think it sends the wrong message to the team. But can you think of one time in the NFL that it was clear, like, hey, you know, if it was uh, this quality team against us, we'd play our guy, but otherwise we're not playing him. Now, what you will see is if it's like the end of the regular season and it's only a fight for the third and fourth seed or something, they'll make a decision based on what's at stake in the game. But not but, this early in the season, but, but based on opponent. And also against opponent. I don't think it ever is about opponent. But I can see the rationale of what you're saying. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. Next, A.J., we've got Tampa in the Rams in Antonio Brown situation. Yeah, the positive test late in the week, not a great sign for Antonio Brown. The Tampa Bay Bucks have re- have receiver depth, but is this a big deal, losing Antonio Brown potentially? Alright, so he tests positive for COVID. Now, because Tampa Bay 
has everyone vaccinated. The theory is it's possible that the time it would take to show a false positive, and we don't know if it's a false positive, but it's possibly one. So, Mackenzie, you were talking about this. So what would the the TikTok, the calendar, how would it have to go for Antonio Brown to play? You would need two negative tests 24 hours apart. So that means he has the time to do that. Yes, exactly. And that's it. And that's it. Then he's ready to play for Sunday. So what you're saying is if it is a false positive and the two other tests correctly show that, he would play Sunday. Yes, that's correct. And he's vaccinated. Yes. According to Bruce Arians, 100% of that roster is vaccinated. All right. So it it doesn't mean he doesn't have it, but it means that the thought is, hey, could it be a false positive? And the fact that everyone's vaccinated means, yes, that it's if it is and he gets those two negative tests, he'll be playing. Now, you were saying, and, and help me understand, if everyone wasn't vaccinated on Tampa, how would it go then? Let me pull up the exact details. I believe there's a 10-day minimum requirement. It's not that if not everyone vaccinated. wasn't vaccinated. It's if Antonio Brown wasn't vaccinated. So you're saying this is specifically about Antonio Brown? There would be a quarantine on Antonio Brown if he weren't vaccinated. Uh, and that would be what, for five days? Five days. Okay. And so, Mackenzie, when you were talking about the whole team being vaccinated, what, what did that apply to? Well, there's no report that uh, Antonio Brown is vaccinated other than the fact that he's on the Buccaneers that, and the Buccaneers are 100% vaccinated. That's the only way that we would know Antonio Brown was vaccinated because he hasn't come out and said, I'm vaccinated. We just know because Tampa has said all of our guys are vaccinated. Okay. So the fact that if we knew for a fact, but, but the thing is, if Antonio Brown was vaccinated, but everyone else wasn't, the NFL would know that. They would. And thus, he'd be in the same scenario where two uh, – negative tests would allow him to play. We just wouldn't be aware of that right now. We would be saying, if he is vaccinated, this would be the scenario. If he's not vaccinated, the scenario would be otherwise. Correct. And any close contacts with him would also be under those same rules. So if a close contact was under was was with him, they would have to be vaccinated or they would have to be quarantined, un- quarantined until they showed a negative For test. For five so, days, you're correct with that, AJ. Thank all you. right. So this shows this shows how there is a competitive advantage to being vaccinated, whatever the politics of it is, whatever the personal choice of it is, is practically teams with because think about it, who, who has Antonio Brown been around? It doesn't really matter in theory right now. If there were people not vaccinated, it would matter because anyone not vaccinated would have a five day quarantine, which, again, since this is happening, it's Thursday now. It would mean that if it happened yesterday, that those players would be out for the game. Imagine if Tom Brady and A.B. went out for hot dogs. <laughs> I mean, the whole game would change. Would. Well, the line hasn't changed here. Now, this week, the Rams opened up. Now, they're at home in this game as the favorite. And for a couple of days, it stayed. Small favor. Then the money for Tampa came in. Boom, 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 boom. And Tampa became the favorite very quickly. And it was, uh, it was steamed. And now Tampa is favored by one and a half. The Antonio Brown news has not moved the line. I think Antonio Brown is very important. And you might say, they got depth at receiver, RJ. They do. But keep in mind, what does Tampa do better than anyone? Tampa is able to pick the matchup they want to exploit. They're multiple. Oh, look, against this kind of smallish linebackers, Gronk is going to tear it up down the goal line. Oh, against a small 
you know, of stature cornerback? Well, Evans, we're going to get the ball up high to him. Brady has, it's almost like he's got all the ingredients, and they're all premium ingredients, and he's the master chef. A lot of play, and that's what they used to do in New England. One game they'd run 40 times, next game they'd run 10 times. It was based on your weakness. Brady's taken that concept, and, and Tampa, with the deep roster, has done a great job with it. How many teams have a good third cornerback? Think about your team. Do they have a good third cornerback? Well, that's what you got to have when you got Godwin, when you got uh, Evans, and you got Antonio Brown. Who, who's the weak link there, right? So without Brown, now you got little Scotty Miller, and you know he's got his fans, but it's not quite the same. Right now, no change in the line. Tampa on the road in Los Angeles, favored by one and a half against the Rams. When we come back, well, we're not going anywhere, but in just a minute, we're going to talk about Carson Wentz, and we're going to ask ourselves, how can you sprain both ankles at the same time? I don't think it's physically possible. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. And now back to Vegas with RJ and AJ. Thank you, Mr. Dan Beyer. He's, he's, I'm sort of, he's sort of my hero. He's a pro, man. Yeah, I just wish I could be that smooth. I wonder if he wishes he knew betting like me. I, like he's one of the guys that I've been listening to lately, and I'm like, man, I wish I had like that part of my game. Like, have you ever heard Earl Bailey, the old DJ Earl Bailey? No, no. Oh, you got to check this guy. He does like classic rock now, but <laughs> so he's still in the game. He's on a serious serious XM on oh. a classic vinyl. Okay, and man, he's just he's always his voice is amazing. First of all, but the way he throws to songs, it's, I'm like, man, I wish I had that talent. And but, but Dan Byers, he's got some. He's game. right there. Oh yeah. So, is it true that you listen to like Wolfman Jack old like recordings? <laughs> no. You know, it actually would be interesting, like to say this would be an amazing website that had let's say the fifty most influential radio people ever, and a lot of you know Howard Stern. There's going to be the people every Paul Harvey. There's going to be the people Rush. everyone. No, yeah, but. Then imagine there's you know there's like guys in Chicago that or in some other city that you know from the 80s that I've never heard I might have heard their name once it'd be interesting to hear some of that sometimes I got a little Wolfman Jack for you here there get off that dirt road baby and get on that super highway I <laughs> uh, see you, you don't have that voice no I don't want that voice honestly I'd much rather have Dan Byers voice than Wolfman Jack's <laughs> Really? Oh, yeah. Let's yeah. Come on, wait, wait. Get off that dirt road, baby, and get on that super highway. Actually, I think that is Dan Byer. It might be. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta, let's hear how you do on this read. All right. Dealing with a dead battery, head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. So next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution, and America's number one battery destination. That sounded like Wolfman Jack. All right, baby. <laughs> Head to AutoZone. Actually, can you do the rest of the show? I, I, no, not the rest of the show. I can do the, I've got one more read later. I can do it in, in Wolfman Jack. Well, up next, <laughs> last commercial break. You may hear that, but we're going to do a full preview, and we will talk a little Carson Wentz, and then a full preview on the Carolina Panthers, undefeated. And AJ, remember, spent like 20 years in Houston. We should have some good insights, especially about the quarterback, Mills. And I have a best bet on that game. Oh, a best bet? That's right. All right. We are the pregame show that America's always wanted. We'll be right back on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! 
Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. I'm A.J. Hoffman, and we are back with the uh, with the pregame show America always wanted. The Panthers and the Texans tonight. Panthers eight-point favorites at the Texans. R.J., what do we see here? Well, if you look at the total in this game, 43. Now, back in the day, 43 would have been a normal number. Hey, 43. Now it's a low, low, low number. I think this all comes down to the Texans. So I know you got a best bet, but let me ask you first, what do we expect from Mills? Because you and I had a real dispute, I think it's fair to say, about the pick of Mills. I thought it was a good pick, and here's why. You get to have one lottery ticket a year as a team, as in, if you don't have a quarterback, you can find out, is this guy the quarterback? Philadelphia is spending their ticket, their lottery ticket, on Hurts. Is he the quarterback? By the end of this year, they should know, yes or no. Carolina is trying to find out with Sam Darnold, though, in truth, since they picked up his 50-year option, they had to have two years of lottery tickets, I guess. I don't understand the rationale, but okay. Who was going to be the lottery ticket for Houston? Taylor, no one thinks Tyrod Taylor is going to be the quarterback of the future, though he's had a really good season so far. I mean, limited time, but his stats are outstanding. EPA is like in the top five. So expected points added. So this is a real downgrade, more than you might think for the Texans. But I thought, hey, they need to have a quarterback that at least possibly could be something, even if the odds were 20 to 1. But you had some information being from Houston for such a long time. You were a drive-time ratings leader down there at ESPN Houston. And what you heard was there were some other quarterbacks that were picked right before Mills that they were interested in. Yeah, when they had that third-round pick, that was the first pick that they had in that draft, uh, the Texans thought they were going to take a quarterback with their second uh, third round pick and then you start to see the quarterbacks come off the board earlier than they thought so which quarterbacks were they? Kellen Mond went in the in the third round and Kyle Trask went at the last pick of the second round and they had those three grouped together and there was a big drop off after them so they felt oh both these guys just went we have to get him now instead of waiting I see your point on the lottery ticket. You get one a year, but this felt like a team that was li- living on like bread crust and spoiled milk, but going if, out if and buying to, a lottery the ticket. The theory is, if you need to have a uh, Miami Dolphins are showing us, if you don't have a good starting quarterback, it almost doesn't matter the rest of your roster because you could make the case Miami has a top ten roster other than quarterback, but with Tua. It, 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 what's it going to become? Uh, probably a, not a playoff team. So if you have a top 10 roster, but you're not one of 14 playoff teams, that's a sign how important. And again, maybe they have better than a top 10. Maybe they're top eight roster, but they are an unlikely playoff team, Miami. So Houston, yeah, they got a lot of things to build, but they only have one. They have one slot. Maybe they trade for... I'm not saying they have to do a lottery pick. They could have traded for Drew Locke. Someone that they thought had a chance greater than zero that could be something. And then you play him this year because what happens if he is something? 
Well, you've got your, your starter. If he isn't something, you have a higher pick to go for your starter next year, right? Yep. So, but the thing about Mills that concerns me is I don't think he's even close to ready. And, and I'm guessing this will be a segue into your best bet. Come on, baby, $80,000. <laughs> My best bet's Chuba Hubbard over 15 and a half rushing yards, the backup running back. 15 and a half. That's okay. right. If backup running back for the Panthers. He only has 10 yards rushing on the season in eight carries. That was against the Saints. That workload projects to go up on a night where feeding a heavy workload to Christian McCaffrey doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, if you think the Panthers are going to be killing clock late, and I think they will be, Hubbard seems like the likely recipient of at least six to eight carries. The Texans front, much less likely to hold him to a one and a half yards a carry than the Saints did. So Chuba Hubbard, over 15 and a half rushing yards, my best bet on this game. I got to be honest, I like this pick. So the right, let's go through it again. Is this 15 and a half is going to be based upon his history? Yes. Right? So the theory is, is there something about this game different than his history? And your point would be it's going to be a rare time the Texans, or check that, the Panthers should have a big lead. I mean, if you're favored by eight, the theory is you're going to be burning clock at some point. And you have a running back who had an ACL injury last year. Why put extra miles on those tires when you've got a backup running back who can carry the load late? Which, But here's the thing. Maybe it's the load late, or maybe it's two or three extra carries earlier. Right, could be, and it, it, I agree that with their star running back, it's like any running back. It's a mileage issue. It's an injury issue. I like it, though. I would say this, and again, you let's admit you've got some anti-Texans bias. I don't. I mean, I don't know if that's why you left the state, but I mean, <laughs> what we know is is they won. What was it? Four out of five division titles, and you—I don't think you said a good word about them. I didn't, and I didn't this year either. But I have to admit, Tyrod Taylor carried that roster, which I said but is the, funny the worst thing was in the you league. You never said a nice word about Taylor till he got hurt. I was impressed. Well, you were silently impressed. I was silently impressed. <laughs> so is that—is that the way we should assume? I, yeah, that's me. <laughs> if I'm impressed, I'm quiet. But about if you it. got a problem, you're loud. I'm about loud. It. <laughs> All right. So you were impressed with Taylor. I was impressed. How with about Taylor. the defense? Oh, okay. You weren't impressed at all? I'm not impressed with the defense. And their defense is beat up tonight. They're going to be on some backup cornerbacks, a backup safety on an already bad defensive backfield. All right. So your best bat, give it again. Chuba Hubbard over 15 and a half rushing yards. All right. Carson Wentz, he remains questionable. I have a feeling he's going to play, and here's why. After... The game, there were some former players that said, oh, Wentz should have showed how tough he was. He's going to lose the locker room from not playing, or at least trying to play in that spot. So I think he goes and limps out there, pulls an Antonio Davis kind of situation, then comes out early. But I think he'll play at least some point in the game. Me, me and Fezzik actually have a bet on that. I say yes. He says no. He gave me plus 200. Previewing all the NFL tomorrow and recapping tonight's game. We'll be back at 6 o'clock. Eastern time, three o'clock Vegas time tomorrow. We brought you the odds. Next up, the odd couple right here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm AJ Hoffman. He's RJ Bell. This has been straight out of Vegas. Straight out of Vegas! Vegas! 